fuck, I forgot to come up with a pirate name. Damn oh, it, I no. was thinking about this earlier. I already have one. Okay, I got it. I hope it's not the same as yours. It'll be funny if it is. I'm Tyler Pegleg Full of Booze Dennering. You son of a bitch, that was the one I was going to use. <laughs> is that yours? That was the one I was going to use. Um, I'm Connery... Damn it! Fuck! I thought, I thought that was good. But start over. I'll, I'll do a new one. Yeah. No! 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 I'm Connery, shipping a bottle, Hanson. <laughs> Not Connery, uh, using a palm tree to ricochet around the forest, Hanson. <laughs> no, not yet. Connery, a bunch of people swashbuckling on a very obvious set, Hanson. <laughs> Connery, daughter of Blackbeard, Hanson. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about Pirates 4 today, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. I was going to say, in case you haven't noticed by a third person not talking, it's just us two. But sometimes the third person doesn't talk anyways for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's just us out here today. We're just uh, holding down the fort because we didn't want to subject anyone to this, I guess. I guess. I mean, I feel like I've seen this movie once before, and I I think I already said it on this podcast. I'm like, yeah, I I like it. It's just simple, and I think I definitely just said that in the last episode with Mm. with Pat. Pat, Past and future guest, Pat (laughs) Wynell, who is just on our At at World's End uh, episode. But Mm. yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Watching it again, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I miss Gore Verbinski. Like, even... Even despite Dead Man's Chest, which I wasn't a big fan of, like just the mm. way he like shoots stuff is really a lot more entertaining. I think. Oh yeah, like this this felt really boring. Yeah, unfortunately, but uh, I, there's still there's still some parts I like. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into parts. it. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. But uh, what's new with you since we last recorded? Uh, since we last recorded yesterday, um... <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them that we're trying to be smart and record. <laughs> week ahead right so uh i'll say today um today i actually just before this phone call i beat ghost of Tsushima finally nice um and it, it had a very good ending i actually got i got the chills which is how i know i experienced a good ending usually where i was i was, I was like ooh, goosebumps that was good i don't want to spoil it completely but do you become a ghost yourself um you do not it was it's it's not one of those games where you die in the end i will say that do you shoot Kotan Khan with a bunch of fireworks and just blow him up into pieces off screen? Unfortunately, I did. Th- I did. I did throw sticky bombs at him in our final fight, and he blew up a little bit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, then I beat Bloodborne with Jose today. Oh wow! Uh, future guest Jose Ibarra. Yeah, he was like the last stretch, and we just we ended up playing for like a really long time and just like beat all the bosses together. Nice. I always forget what Bloodborne is. I think I've seen you play it before, but I yeah. get mixed up with. Uh, Crap! There's another all these like dungeon crawlery kind of games. Like it's is it kind of like that? It's like dar- like a Dark Souls because it's by yeah, the same company. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it mixed up with Dark Souls. Is it yeah, like Dark Souls? It's the same Souls? company, so it makes sense. It's like a, it's Dark Souls, but the your tactics are more aggressive. So and it's all Victorian Cthulhu kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, me and past and future guest Lily Young <laughs> uh, just started playing Resident Resident Evil Five the other day. I saw that uh, picture you took, and finally Lily's, like, the weird perspective of, like, the two-player version of the game. Like, that does look awkward. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, she was complaining about just... Because basically, the whole screen isn't taken up when you play split-screen on it. It's, like, two screens. I mean, that's obviously how split-screen normally works. It's two (laughs) screens. But, like, one's, like, 
I guess, okay, imagine them both in the middle of, like, the screen, but there's black bars on both sides, like, as if you're watching, like, an old DVD, full screen DVD. <laughs> um, but one's, like, moved to the left a little bit, and the one on the bottom's moved to the right a little bit. So, basically, there's a lot of screen space that's not used, so it's... and we. Like, it's not like we have a tiny TV or anything. So it's just, like, hard to see what you're doing sometimes. But then I was looking at another... Uh, I, I got Resident Evil Revelations, too, because it was, like, mm-hmm. on sale, like, 70% off on, on Switch or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just looking at a trailer for the gameplay. And it's the same thing. So I guess it's just <laughs> a Resident Evil, like, multiplayer thing. Yeah, I guess that's their, their trademark. I'm just throwing chairs. <laughs> Excuse me. There's just a rampant... Character actor Stephen Graham is just throwing chairs around in your background. Giving him the chair. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll have more Resident Evil talk whenever Lily's on again because (laughs) I now have. Because you got us uh, Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 like in a pack. Yeah. For for my birthday. birthday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thank you. No problem. Uh, I feel like I only I've given my friends video games for the past like birth, every birthday they've had. Yeah, I was like, hmm, what should I? What game should I ask Connery to get me for <laughs> for Christmas? Just I'm assuming that. that you're I gonna lo- buy me. <laughs> of course, he's gonna buy me something. Yeah, well, I am. That's how I express my affection <laughs> is through gift giving. Unfortunately, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not unfortunate. What else? Oh, have, you, have you been watching anything, Tyler? Did you watch any good movies? Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we're recording. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, Lily. She can just walk into the recording studio whenever she wants. <laughs> yes, my luxurious recording studio, which is definitely not also our bedroom, which is connected <laughs> to our bathroom. Yeah, one day we'll record in your in your studio, Connery, where you have a few mics. Yeah, I have more than a few mics in here. It's just, I can't wait for COVID to be over because I miss having people in my home. Like, I love hosting people, so it's been very upsetting for me to not have anyone around my home. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to spoil what our next uh, franchise is going to be, mm. especially since it's usually given to us from the franchise gods. <laughs> yeah, and it, out of a trash can. <laughs> yeah, which manifests <laughs> itself as a piece of trash <laughs> in the waste paper basket beneath my uh, desk, but... I was thinking, I mean, we could just talk about this off air, but the newest movie coming out in that franchise um, Mm. is going VOD. It's like, oh, it'd be really cool if we could all get together. I'd love that. that. Um, So that'd be really nice. We'll have to figure out if we can do that somehow. If if it's a get together (laughs) of like just like three to four or five people, I think we'd be fine. Yeah. Get get tested again or whatever. Yeah. Just like double check everything. Yeah. Just wear eight masks and... Mm -hmm. uh, put smash popcorn through our eyes instead (laughs) (laughs) like jam the popcorn with our fingers under the masks into our mouths (laughs) yeah exactly that (laughs) yeah it sounds like it'll be fun (laughs) yeah i still haven't gone to uh have you gone to any uh drive-in theaters since all this started because i know it's been kind of a thing i know uh that's a a thing swinging back yeah just because you know people can't go into normal movie theaters at least in california right now because it's obviously not safe but yeah so they're doing a lot more like outside screenings like drive-ins and stuff like uh they started doing that at the uh rose bowl oh cool as well as some other places so no i I'd haven't like done do that, that yet i'd like to do that at some point but i also like looking at movie times like sometimes they're the like the one i do want to see like they'll do two in mm-hmm. the night but the first one starts at like seven o'clock oh and, and the so other you're, one's like nine or something yeah or like 10 or something but like mm-hmm. the first one's like oh i want to see that movie but then 
if I go see it, it's going to start when the sun's still out. So it's like, that's going to be a really shitty projection probably compared yeah. to if you watch it at night. So <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to try it out at some point. Yeah, sure. We can all watch uh, Tenet and Christopher Nolan can scream <laughs> at the top of his lungs. <laughs> He'll just be, yeah. His vocal cords will be out of his body. <laughs> this will be so mad. He'll also just be standing at, at the drive-in. And he can never, he must never sit. <laughs> right. He doesn't let people sit down. Which I think was totally cleared up in like a, a, a gross, like over exaggeration of what yeah. he meant or whatever. I, I know, right? Like literally, I saw someone be, like, someone be like, "Well, what if that person has a disability?" I'm like, "I'm sure he would have them sit down if they did." Like really? Yeah, yeah. Like he's not a psychopath. Yeah, he just wanted he just wanted his movie to come out in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, he's a psychopath in a different way. No, yeah, he, no, he's not a psychopath. I I understand, you know, but I'm also I'm also low key happy that. He's just gonna. The plans got suspended for the movie release because I'd yeah. love to see that movie. Like Jacob was saying, you know, go back to CityWalk IMAX. Like that's mm-hmm. such a great theater to see things. But yeah, I'd, I'd like for him to release them everything safe. It'd be it'd be a nice welcome back to the world present to all of us. I feel like I know. I was like thinking of stuff like that a few months ago. I'm like, uh, I don't know if it's like if that's even how things are gonna come back. You know. Yeah. It'll be interesting, like like we said, like all the all those like big theaters going out of business. I think we are me maybe at least me me and Jacob were just talking about like maybe like independently owned theaters are going to bounce back, and it's, we're going to have like little movie houses playing like one or two movies around the around like California at least. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I just have really no idea how that's going to happen because I think what was it AMC? Like maybe Amazon was possibly going to buy them. Is that who it was? I, I don't know. I haven't heard about that, but so Amazon Movie Central or Cinema? <laughs> I guess, but I don't even, yeah, maybe it wasn't Amazon. I, I just know that they bought the Egyptian theater in, in Hollywood. Uh-huh. So uh, remember, we we saw the black and white version of Parasite there. Yes, we did. That was pretty sick. It's kind of, that might have been the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID. Wow. Because that was like February, early February? I guess so, January? yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing that movie with you and then like you just being kind of quiet after we were walking out and I was like, did, did you like it? And you're like, that was probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I, was, I was like, oh, thank, thank God. I thought you were just going to, you were totally like, I didn't like it. Yeah, I definitely need to rewatch it. Uh, I mean, I really, really liked it. Mm. Uh, the only time I've seen it though was in black and white and I, that's probably sounds really annoying, <laughs> but that's, I wanted to go see it like as an event, but uh, I, you were saying like the colors in the movie are so oh, yeah, beautiful it's, too. It's beautiful. Like, uh, even like Ghost of Tsushima, when I was playing that, there's a black and white mode for that game as well. But I was like, I'm not going to, I'll wait to play like again through black and white mode. Cause I just want to yeah. see all like the vivid colors of this crazy world they made. And it oh, looks, yeah. it's so beautiful. Kurosawa mode. Kurosawa mode is what they keep calling it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. You should, up, you should, uh, do a follow up on that. Cause I don't know. I think it's kind of funny that it's called Kurosawa mode, just like as a film snobby kind of way because mm-hmm. it's like it's cool as like a general thing because it's like yeah not enough people even really know kurosawa or like his movies but some of his most beautiful movies are in color <laughs> 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 like ran is like amazing you know i get what they mean <laughs> yeah but yeah they're like black and white samurai movie i remember the first uh not the first star wars battlefront but like <laughs> you know the the one that came out like what 2016 or something mm-hmm. you could uh, they eventually patched it so you could have like film grain mode so it right. looked more like like the original you know. trilogy yeah and I, I, I like that a lot so <laughs> i like it when they do any of those like cinematic modes yeah i like playing with that but did you watch come to daddy yes i did what'd you think 
it's uh you know i can't wait for the sequel when when mel gibson <laughs> comes and he goes down an escalator and then uh john lithgow goes down the other escalator and goes yeah. oh hi son it's a weird movie right uh yeah it's definitely very weird like i was i was kind of like getting into it a lot um in the first like 25 minutes like mm-hmm. i didn't really know what to expect at all mm-hmm. and it was just kind of starts as like a interesting indie movie kind of quirky about like this guy who hasn't seen his dad in a long time played the the guy played by elijah wood um goes to see his dad <laughs> and uh it's pretty normal like normal not really normal it's, it's like it's tense. weird <laughs> it's tense you know for about 20 minutes and then things just totally change or things just are like not what you expect at all yeah, like there, the movie goes in like two different directions, like within I think a half hour. Yeah, and I don't know how really you want to cover this because it's like I kind of don't want to get into the plot really because like that's oh, yeah, sure. such a part of it. But I don't know. I drank a couple of glasses of wine last night, <laughs> <laughs> which plays into the movie too. But yeah. uh, and I was just like, I just found myself furiously writing notes as I was getting deeper and deeper into this. <laughs> But it's really, yeah, it's it it works. Like some of the dialogue is very on the nose, but it's intentionally so. Mm-hmm. So it works like on a bunch of different levels, and it really want. It's basically like a big tightrope act on like if the audience is really going to follow along with what's going on, yeah, uh, and like believe it, like the suspension of disbelief, I guess. But it kind of just like I wouldn't say it's like a ragdoll <laughs> kind of effect. Like you're, the audience isn't a ragdoll, but it's definitely like. It's not that violent in terms of like I brought okay, a now, bungee cord. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's a bungee cord because you're still <laughs> tethered to something. Just the reality keeps changing. Mm-hmm. I remember I watched it out of just like a whim of seeing the poster in a movie theater. We walked out of at one point and being like, "Oh, Elijah oh, yeah. Wood. I should watch that at some point." And then I was like, "Oh, I'll just watch it. I'm bored today." And it's definitely a, a, a hyper violent, especially towards the end. Like it definitely takes like a mandy nicholas cage like crazy people turn i mean i i enjoyed it for the most part i kind of liked the whiplash sense i got several times throughout the movie Be like it's this okay and then oh wait no it's it's this oh wow <laughs> yeah it reminds me of something uh, kind of like swiss army man where mm-hmm. it's just strange and keeps getting weirder and just changes like flips around a lot mm-hmm. Uh, and whatever story you're supposed to like follow along, it just <laughs> I don't know. But I really like Swiss Army Man, so maybe it just fits my uh, my weird taste. Like I like not being able to guess what a movie is going to do to me. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Swiss Army Man. I don't think nearly as much as like some people. Like I think you probably like it a lot more than me. Yeah, probably. So I'm just saying, like, yeah, if you like Swiss Army Man, you'll probably like Come to Daddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's more violent. There's less farts in it. Less farts and less uh, existential crises. Yeah, that's honestly my main complaint with this Army Man is that they need to be more fart jokes. <laughs> There's so many, Tyler. <laughs> I know, but they, honestly, they kind of front load the fart jokes in that movie. Yeah, I guess. And then it kind of gets into like existential dread. Yeah, like what about existential fart dread? <laughs> like he's just talking about like his placing the verse and he just goes. Pfft. Yeah, he's like existentially dreading whether he crapped his pants or not. He definitely um, did. I think it came out like in February this year, a few really? months ago. So it's not I like a new so release. Long ago. I know, but it's definitely worth checking out. I don't know if you like Elijah Wood, if you like indie cinema, if you like movies that don't seem like horror movies and then they become horror movies. Yeah, yeah if movies are just going to twist you around. 
and not like Shyamalan twist. I would say this isn't like a, this isn't like oh my god twist. The pieces were there all along. It, it slaps you across the face. And says no. The movie's like this now. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like the, like in terms of twisty turny, it's not pretentious at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of like yeah, you know, just follow along with us here and see see what happens. Like mm-hmm. I think it's it's aware enough. Like sometimes I'm just like uh, this is a little annoying, but then I'm just like. I don't know. This is just also fun. Like, it's just kind of strange that this movie even got made. So I think that's right? cool in itself. Like, that's why I'm watching. I'm like, who, who, like, greenlit this? It's so odd and, like, bizarre in itself. But yeah, it's, I'll just it's say, watch. yeah, there's just a really t- tense standoff between Elijah Wood and his uh, dad in the beginning mm. that, uh, <laughs> that they're, <laughs> let's just say, like, they're both in a situation where they both. <laughs> They they both claim they know Elton John. <laughs> that scene is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Just the writing is really good. It's really tense and it's just funny and goofy at the same time. Mm-hmm. And just I don't know, like even Elijah Wood's character, kind of like like with him in particular, like he's he does a lot of horror stuff now. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's I don't know. Like I I just always see Elijah Wood, just regardless of whatever character yeah. he's playing. But I. I enjoy Elijah Wood a lot, so I don't think that's like I don't I don't know if he necessarily has like an incredible range, but I just like to see him on screen a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I know this guy. Like, yeah. I've known him for twenty it's years. Like see, He's... It's like seeing Brad Pitt and being being like, I like Brad Pitt. There he is. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> uh, there's just a line that Elijah Wood says in that like whole conversation where he's like, "Do I produce blazing beats? <laughs> yes." And it's like I was just laughing so hard. <laughs> he's, he's so like pretentious DJ. it's so i know it's fantastic yeah so that's that's all that, i'll just wrap it up there come to daddy it's on amazon prime check it out yeah if you want to question what a movie's about several times in a row watch it yeah maybe with a couple glasses of wine in your hand yeah just, just like... mul- multiple full glasses in one hand <laughs> go, 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 go. drowning yourselves with two goblets perhaps one maybe one will give you life and the other you'll take life <laughs> are you trying to transition us into on stranger tides again <laughs> desperately <laughs> i just have one last uh measure of business yeah, sure go for it <laughs> before uh i just know the last like four episodes i think i've forgotten to thank Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Paverka for our theme song. So I just want to put it out there. If they're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they've threatened to, to take them both away from us. <laughs> yeah, they threatened to burn down our podcast studio. <laughs> both of them. So your bedroom and my little office space. <laughs> yeah, independently. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, nobody said anything. It's just my own guilt from not saying it each time. So I got to remember to do it this time. <laughs> well, you did it up front, I guess. But hey. We'll we'll see we'll see if you get that coveted ending remembering. <laughs> yeah, that coveted ending uh, of On Stranger Tides when all the soldiers of all the different <laughs> armies, the Battle of the Five Armies, you could say, yeah, come the, together. The Spanish, the English, the pirates, the other pirates, the mermaids. Yeah, let's just get into it. All right, On Stranger Tides. Uh, <laughs> insert movie clip here. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean there's an imposter Jack Sparrow? <laughs> Can't even do a good Jack Sparrow. <laughs> right, I'll do one. Oh, oh my. Oh, oh. Is that all? Where's my earring? <laughs> Quote, Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> After Johnny Depp licks her earring off of her ear. Yeah. 
we open on a lone fishing boat in the ocean, and it turns out we caught a dude, and he's alive. Yeah, cut to a dramatic carriage ride in London. A man with a deep V-neck enters and examines the strange man. Uh, <laughs> the man apparently found Ponce de Leon's ship, and V-neck man sends his agents to find that ship. Oh, yeah, this is the, these are all the Spaniards, right? Oh, yeah, sorry, so the carriage ride is in Spain, not London. My bad. Uh, now in London, England, it's a fun time. A child is excited to see a hanging. Um, <laughs> a hooded man is brought before trial and is revealed to be Mr. Gibbs, uh, not Captain Sparrow, even though he is definitely accused of being Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the beginning of this movie, I was pretty in. I was like, yeah, yeah this is fun. There's some good dialogue. There's some... There's, there's some good lines in here. It's good Johnny time. Depp at this point is so high off being. I feel like he was recently Sweeney Todd and the Mad Hatter. Oh, like, is, is oh, that yeah. true? I mean, Alice in Wonderland came out the year before, so that's definitely true. Sweeney Todd was like 2008, I think. That sounds right. Something like that, yeah. But he's definitely high off being the Mad Hatter because he's bringing Mad Hatter manic energy to like, especially this scene. I feel it. <laughs> And so it turns out Jack Sparrow was actually in disguise as the judge, and Gibbs immediately notices this. Uh, Jack commutes <laughs> his sentence from death to prison for life. For all your miserable, moribund, mutton-chopped life. <laughs> I like that line. It's funny. I love a good little... I love a little alliteration. There you <laughs> a little go. alliteration. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> Jack undisguises himself and moves forward with his plan to save Gibbs. Um, now reunited in the prison car, uh, prison cart, they uh, plan on stealing a ship and heading to the wide ocean. Yeah, uh, classic. Like I think I didn't mention this enough in the earlier movies, but mm -hmm. just the classic thing of like shaking a set around is just like moving the camera or something. <laughs> and I feel I like like that. they're they're in the prison carriage, and it's just like there's definitely just some people outside like pushing it around, so it looks like they're <laughs> driving somewhere. Yeah, uh, they're looking for the black pearl still because apparently that's gone missing. Uh, also, there's another sparrow imposter lurking around and looking for a crew. Uh, Jack is having trouble finding the Fountain of Youth, also because Gibbs is like, "Did you find the fountain?" And Jack's like. Oh, I meant to. Oh, maybe. Uh, I sound more like Ringo, but, you know. <laughs> peace and love, peace and love. Yeah, peace and love. <laughs> uh, they arrive at the Tower of London. Jack has been betrayed by the driver, who initially paid off. Uh, Jack is brought before the King of England, a.k.a. Mr. Dursley. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was looking at him, and, like, I saw... I've seen this movie before, but I didn't know it was him for some reason. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, Vernon, doing the work. <laughs> Also, I was just started watching uh, King Ralph. Oh, how's Spe that? Speaking of uh, royalty, do you know about this movie? No, I was kind of hoping you would say Ralph the Mouse after our discussion oh. with Pirates 3. <laughs> no, I won't get into it, but basically John Goodman's an American that becomes the King of England. But oh. Mr. Dursley is uh, is in it as his uh, like royal assistant. It kind of sounds like the movie where um, the president has like a double and it's like romantic comedy and then like... The president's wife falls in love with the double. Uh, first kid? I don't think it's called first kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not first kid. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm derailing again. But it's yeah, Vernon Dursley, the second Dursley family member that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. The first of which was the villain in The Old Guard. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> Played by Dudley. Dudley Dursley. <laughs> Actor mm -hmm. name unknown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dudley. <laughs> 
The king has also learned about the fake Jack Sparrow who's looking to assemble a crew. Uh, he tries to take the Fountain of Youth map from Jack, but Jack doesn't have it. And for some reason, uh, Jack weasels his way back into being able to lead an expedition to the fountain. The king provides a captain, Barbosa, who's now a <gasps> privateer. Um, so he's a privateer now, and Barbosa has lost the Black Pearl for some reason. Um, it w- he says it was sunk to the bottom of the sea. And uh, they're about to team up, but Jack makes his daring escape and steals an old lady's earring, Dame Judy Dench, by licking <laughs> it off of her. I like, like, the setup of this. Like, this is all, like, kind of classic pirate stuff. Like, this is when I was still, like, totally on, on board. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, London. They've never been to a big city like that. That's not, that's something completely new. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, like, the production design I thought was really good um, in London. But yeah, for London, just the, whole, at least. just the whole setup of, <laughs> he's trying to just get a pastry before the king comes out. <laughs> yeah. And then he accidentally, like, kicks it upwards into the chandelier. <laughs> and then when, during his escape, he, like, because he tries to tackle Barbosa, and then he like breaks out of his whatever his, his chair, his chair, and then he <laughs> swings the chandelier, and like he's got to get that pastry, <laughs> and then he gets it on the way out. I'm like yeah, for yeah, some reason that's just really rewarding for me, even though it's a really silly. Like it's just risk and reward. What's yeah. the term? Yeah, I mean that's it's just what it ver- like. <laughs> it's just very simple, but just like yeah, this is classic Jack. This is classic pirates. I like this. Yeah, the whole movie's gonna be like this, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> This movie, watching these movies though, Dick do, do, does give me like the intense urge to like do some kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean RPG or something, and just get a bunch of friends just do like a swashbuckling adventure. <laughs> yeah, I'd love another Pirates. Oh, you mean um, I was thinking video game, but yeah, you mean like kind of like uh, Pathfinder or something. Oh, like Pathfinder or another Pirates of video game. I think like Ubisoft's been working on something for like years called Skull and Bones or whatever. But yeah. I'll take any pirates content I can get. <laughs> then get black, get black flag. You'll scream. You'll love it. I shall. After I beat these four Resident Evil games, <laughs> I have now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. Don't be like me and just overload your system with the video games you haven't even played yet. Uh-huh. Uh, Jack is saved by his daddy, and uh, they hang oh. out. This whole uh, this whole escape is like, all right, I'm into it, and then it just drags on. Like he mm-hmm. he. Uh, Jack jumps onto like this coal cart, and then it catches on fire on accident. And yeah. It's just like okay, there's just a bunch of coal on fire, like on the ground, like nothing explodes. It just takes a long time, mm-hmm. and then he ends up at the saloon because he <laughs> jumps off the cart onto the saloon sign, which is the lady. He's pressed up after. against her boobs, and yep. it's so funny. <laughs> and then he drops down, and his dad is there, Captain. Isn't his name Captain Teague? I thought his name is Captain Teague. Not he doesn't have Jack's name, or maybe Jack's last name is Teague, and he changed to Sparrow. Uh, Keith Richards, you know, I thought he was kind of annoying in At World's End, but he has a little scene here, and he's he's good. I don't know, he's my, not really an actor, and he's pretty good. I watched this movie with my mom, and she was like, "Is that Keith Richards? It looks just like Keith Richards." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just a nice little scene, one and done. And then she followed up with, he's really ugly. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like all of the Rolling Stones. Like, I don't know. They've probably done decades of drugs and stuff. Hey, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, baby. Not great for the complexion. No. Yeah, Jack's daddy saves him, and they hang out at a bar together. Um, Jack's dad has also heard the rumor of the fake Jack headed to the Fountain of Youth. 
he spouts some lore about need about needing Ponce de Leon's ship as well as another MacGuffin. He also says the fountain will test him. Then he vanishes, which makes me wonder if Jack's dad is a ghost and doesn't really exist. That'd be kind of cool. Pirate ghost. Pirate ghost would be awesome. I was like, oh yeah, pirate ghost. But I'm like, wait, isn't that all of Dead Men Tell No Tales? I was literally about to make that joke. Get out of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's not like we talk to each other every week about pirates movies or whatever. Right. Jack finds the person impersonating him. The person impersonating him. Uh, and a it's little a alliteration, the person impersonating him. Yeah, person impersonating. Um, and I don't think this movie wants you to think it's a lady, but you can just look at the how she moves, and it's like, that's a woman. Yeah, so. even like the cut of her pants and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not the exact outfit. It's like, it, it looks like it's like Jack's outfit, but like cut a little less billowy in the legs and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, yeah, yeah that's it's probably a lady. I don't yeah, know. I was like, that's a lady. And so... Yeah, they sword fight for a little bit and then kiss, and Jack gets a little turned on because he kiss, got to kiss himself. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was funny. He's like, always wanted to do that. Yeah, like, like yeah, I like this. <laughs> of course Jack would want to like kiss himself. He's obsessed with himself. Yeah, and it turns out this is Penelope Cruz, a.k.a. Angelica. Sure is. You know, I could have brought this up at any point, but I always forgot. But basically, you know, like Jack's iconic makeup, like not until rewatching these movies uh like this 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 round this go around i never really noticed like the big red like bump on his chin i don't think that existed on his jawline yeah there's no way that existed because it looks like some kind of horrible scurvy sore i remember i saw that and i was like that looks scary (laughs) oh yeah no it's in every single like the past three movies it's the same thing really i was like what yeah because i never really noticed i think it's just maybe the way they cover you know the coverage on his face and everything the way they shot it but yeah, it's it's there since uh, uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. Wow, that's really cool. But uh, I looked into it. I'm like, why does he have a big red sore there? Mm-hmm. So I did some googling, some simple WebMD and such, and it's like, yeah, that's how you, that's you get that from having syphilis. <laughs> oh, he has syphilis. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, wow, this is a Disney movie, and he has like a big old like syphilis sore on his um, neck, but. This explains why he doesn't want to make it. He doesn't want to make it with Penelope Cruz because he's like, I will give you syphilis and you'll probably die. Yeah, he's got a lot of pep though for having syphilis and probably scurvy. He is well, he's pirate. probably insane. He has syphilis in his brain. That's why he acts the way he does. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that's a little fun fact for you. <laughs> nice little Disney movie syphilis. I, I did you tell Lily this because I feel like this would like shake her. No, I forgot. I forgot to tell anybody until now. Now the world is different. Yeah, now the world is different. Jack Jack Sparrow has syphilis. It's wow. But yeah, I like this sword fight with uh with Imposter Jack. It's like, yeah, I'm still into this. I, I just I don't know. I'm probably just I know I'm just desperate for swashbuckling and sword fights and stuff. Like, I mean, obviously Star Wars is dope because they have laser swords and like you know like it's the same thing. But yeah. I just realized like. I don't even need a lightsaber. Like, I just like it when two people are fighting with swords. <laughs> and it's like a really long extended sequence. I'm just yeah. like, I, I, it's just not the same when, like, talking about the old guard. It's like, yeah, they have, like, like uh, Charlie Saren has a big axe and stuff. But, like, when she's fighting people with guns, I don't know. I just, I just kind of love. Swords feel more personal and intimate. Like, you have to get close to somebody and there's, like, feels like more danger. A gun, you're so far away and it's, like in person like you're just shooting them and the bullet goes out you have to physically like make the motion there's like commitment to the act 
Yeah, and it depends on how you shoot it and everything. Like something like uh, Extraction or mm. the John Wick movies. Like it's still really exciting and engaging. Yeah. John Wick's doing like gun foo for most of it, though. Like he yeah. like, gets up close. Like that scene in John Wick, uh, is it three or two where like the heavily armored guys are in the room and he has to like run up to them, like shoot them like multiple times and we're like pierce their like super armor? Yeah, I think that's the third one. <sighs> that scene is so sick. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about those at some right. time. Oh, my God. But where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, no, I just, like, I don't know. Give me some medieval movies. Give me some pirate <laughs> movies. Why are these genres dead? I want to watch more of this stuff. I know, it is really upsetting. Like, I, I, my, I myself am also a big fan of sword fights and that kind of deal, and it's always upsetting when a hero has, like, a gun and then, like, a sword slung across their back, but they'll use the sword once. Yeah, because it's like, well, yeah, it's not very practical. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, I enjoyed the sword fight. I like the lighting in that. Uh, I forget what the, the inn is called. but Because everything is so blue in London. And then once you get in there, it's really hazy and orange. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like this whole set and area. And Stephen Graham is the pirate, like, looking for... like isn't... He's like a bard or something. He's like the pirate bard. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Stephen Graham, he plays uh, Babyface Nelson in Public Enemies, another Johnny Depp movie. Right, right. But he's also in Fonzo, Connery. What? Have you forgotten about the movie? Oh, I'm sorry, Capone. Oh, he's in Capone. Capone. I, for- I totally forgot <laughs> that saying, it's like, not the called... Fonz. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, that movie used to be called Fonzo, but I totally uh, forgot it's called Capone. Right, yeah. It, yeah. Who is he in Capone? He is... I forget. Some oh, I, gangster. I, I see his face. I see his face as an older man now. I see it. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's scrum in this, though. <laughs> but he's also in Greyhound. But uh, I guess you wouldn't know anything about that, would you? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> and I won't. And I never will. And I never will until it comes on Amazon. Then I'll watch it out of spite. And I'll tell, talk to everybody about it on an episode of this podcast, most likely. They have a talk. And apparently they were going to get married at some point but then they just escape together. Jack tells her that they need two silver chalices from Ponce de Leon's ship, and a mermaid is also needed. And, uh... Yeah. And Jack is darted. Um, And Jack is what? He's darted. Like, he gets, like, a a sleep dart, like, shot into him. Oh, oh, right, right. I thought you were, like, doing... Using it as, like, a... uh, Like an emotional verb or something? He is darted! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, he's just literally darted. Yeah, literally. By a zombie man, question mark? Yeah, I don't understand how those work. I, I'm kind of questioning the creativity of those guys in general. Yeah, so... Going from, like, the monsters Davy Jones to the zombie dudes, I was like, this is really lame. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking about that, too. It's like, you know, all my grievances with Dead Man's Chest, at least you have, like, some crazy... I think it does... Uh, I don't even... What's a term that's not bad? I was just going to say jumps the shark, but it's just like... (laughs) This whole series just jumps the shark. World's End is jumping the shark. I mean, Dead Man Tell No Tales literally jumps an undead shark, and I can't wait to talk about that. Right. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I am jumping ahead here, but the the henchmen's... The henchfolk in this movie (laughs) just don't really really live up to anybody else, but, you know... Yeah. Uh, ever onwards, let's keep going, because I, I, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, it's, it's just a hard act to follow. Gibbs is about to be hung, and Barbosa makes is going to make him like tie his own noose to do it, which is a little dramatic. Very Barbosa. 
but yeah, gives... Barbosa's full on, you know, just worked for the British government, like you said, mm-hmm. it's a privateer. So I, it's a little strange to me. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, hey, a lot of pirates did it, and a lot of them turned to working for the state. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so Gibbs reveals the, that he has the map to Barbosa, though, but then he burns it. And Barbosa's like, oh, no, why'd you do that? And Gibbs is like, oh, I have it memorized, so now you need me. It's a very, like, a treasure hunter-y movie kind, of mo- movie kind of move where I'm like, I never knew Gibbs had the intelligence to, like, memorize, like, a complete map and, like, all the no. things he needs to know and, like, directions Gibbs, and charts. <laughs> Gibbs is dope. Like, I, 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 he might be my favorite Pirates character. I don't know. There's a lot that I like. He's but, great in this movie. I'm like, Gibbs is kind of a rock star in this. Yeah, he really gets, like, I was just talking about Barbosa. I don't think there's any, like, super great Barbosa moments in this movie, even though he's all over it. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple, but Gibbs has a lot of, <laughs> he gets to shine quite a bit. Yeah, he does. Like, he really does, like, especially, like, in the very end of the movie with, like, just John, with uh, Sparrow and him just, like, walking on, like, the beach. I'm like, that's, like, yeah. it shows, like, they're actually friends. I was like, I really enjoy this scene. <laughs> yeah. He's just always, like harangued around by by jack yeah he's like kind of a dope and he hangs out with pigs he loves he loves hanging out with the pigs but loves it um but you know he's got some smarts behind all of it Mm -hmm. so barbosa walk welcomes him aboard he welcomes him back to the british navy so gibbs at least has spent time in the british navy which is interesting right yeah jack wakes up aboard the queen's queen anne's revenge it's blackbeard's ship um, apparently Blackbeard zombifies his crew, which is, they're just big dudes, and they're ugly. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, this, so now that we're to Blackbeard, you know, this, the subtitle of this movie is called On Stranger Tides, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you were, like, if you knew about this or whatever, but it they bought the rights to a book called On Stranger Tides, probably, I'm assuming, to not have a lawsuit, because <laughs> so much of it is... Like in On Stranger Tides, it's about the uh, the, the Fountain of, of Youth, mm-hmm. yeah, and Bar- Blackbeard's a character in it. Jeez, wow! Written by Tim Powers, it's like a book that came out in nineteen eighty seven. Hmm. So yeah, the book's literally called On Stranger Tides. And uh, just quick sidebar on this, like the name, like the subtitle comes up first on the title card of this movie. It says it On does. Stranger Tides and then Pirates. I'm like, oh, is that like a weird contractual thing? There's, like, some strange stuff like that in this movie. Huh. Um, and so, yeah, like, a lot of this stuff in this movie, I think they just, you know, they bought the rights to that so they'd have complete liberty to do whatever they want and yeah, not just, be sued. Yeah, lift directly from the story if they want. Huh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of curious about that book because I'm like, oh, do the mermaids come from that? Because, like, I don't really like the mermaids in that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that you'd probably like this author, um, Tim Powers. He sounds he familiar just, to me. His, I'm just on the Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> under literary movement, it just says steampunk. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, see, so he wrote a book, you know, On Stranger Tides about, uh, it seems like biographical, like real people that he puts in fictional situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll just, <laughs> here's, two, here's two different books and their synopses. The Anubis Gates. Ooh. A time travel story set mostly in 1810, featuring a brainwashed Lord Byron Magic, Egyptian gods, and a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Expiration date. A boy possessed by the spirit of Thomas Edison is hunted through Los Angeles by people <laughs> wanting to consume the ghost he carries. By a what? What? Hold on. <laughs> He's hunted by uh, 
he sent it through Los Angeles by people wanting to consume the ghost he carries, like the ghost of Thomas Edison. People want to consume the ghost of Thomas Edison. What? I have audible credits that I will be spending on both of these books. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, I, that's exactly, I'm like, this sounds like prime Connery shit. Like, it's like <laughs> so random, but sounds cool. Yeah, that is bonkers. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to those and I'm gonna report back at some point. Yeah, write the screen screenplay and be like, hey man, I want to make these into movies because oh, he's still yeah. around. Yeah, definitely. I'll get I'll give that a shot after our, I'm a successful comic book comic book writer. So there we go. We put that yeah. on the list. <laughs> also on the Wikipedia page is like just a picture of him seeming to have some good fun at Icon 2005. Oh, he's sword fighting some kid who's like wearing medieval uh, chainmail. Yay! Like, they just both look like they're having dorky fun. So, I don't know. I love that. I you'd probably like this guy. Yeah, so, you know, they bought the rights from that. So, that's all I got to say with all this Blackbeard business. It's, like, we haven't even gotten to the mermaids, but I just, I don't know. I feel like they really are just a detriment to the whole story and are distracting. But I agree. So, here we are on the Queen Anne's Revenge. Oh, boy. Um... Yeah, they're zombies on this crew, and they're not they're not zombies how you think they're zombies. They're just big men and their faces are gross. And not yeah. even in like a cool CGI way. They're just like ugly men. This was gonna say, I guess, about the book too on Trader Tides, it's like, yeah, is this zombie stuff in there? Because like why does Blackbeard do zombie stuff? It doesn't really make any sense. Why does Blackbeard like, have no voodoo? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote him down as big bad voodoo daddy. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, he's as white as every member of Big Bad Voodoo Daddy as well. So I guess it fits. <laughs> I feel like sometimes, do you remember that show called like Catch the Pigeon? No. What, is this another like weird animal show you watched as a child? <laughs> no, it's, it's just like, like a, it's just a kid like catching a pigeon and being like, catch the pigeon. And it's just like really terrifying. Well, the theme song was like, catch the pigeon, catch that pigeon. And it was about these like, this pigeon and these this, like group of like evil like aeronauts like flying around trying to catch this pigeon. Evil and... aeronauts? Yeah. <laughs> is this like ancient uh aliens or something? What is no, this? No, no, no. It's like 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 pilots. Like they're just like in like little biplanes and like little things oh. like that trying to catch this pigeon. And the dog, I think the dog's name is like Dudsley or Dursley or something like that. But he I, I have like this laugh that like, comes out of me always like that. <laughs> Like that, and that little dog makes that laugh so much, and maybe it's just ingrained in my mind, just so heavily. This like creepy dog. Are you thinking of Snoopy? I am. No, I'm not thinking of Snoopy. <laughs> red, shooting down the Red Baron. No, the, it's an he, actual show. It's like Catch the Pigeon or something like that. All the pigeon. Uh, all the pigeon. All the Red Baron wants to do is deliver frozen pizzas to people, but Snoopy <laughs> keeps shooting him down. Yeah, he murdered Spider Man too. Oh, this is Dastardly and Muttley. Yeah, Hanna Dastardly Barbera and Muttley, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I uh, I do like them, because I am a big fan of Wacky Races. Yes. <laughs> I'd love if somebody made a live-action Wacky Races movie. They haven't yet? <laughs> no, who would fund that? <laughs> I don't know, Hanna-Barbera? <laughs> the clo- <laughs> they're dead. Uh. Yeah, you know, after Speed Racer did so well at the box office... I heard everyone ago. really like. I heard a bunch of people like like Speed Racer now. Like, that movie rules! Movie. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. I believe you. I'll have to give that a watch. I've been actually like playing too much of video games. I'm like, I should sp- watch the box doing other things other than video <laughs> games. Speed Racer looks kind of like an old video game. 
but it's just like a sensory overload. It's it's pretty incredible. Nice. So there you go. Watch that and watch Soli and let me know which one you like better. Look how desperately we're avoiding talking about this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about <laughs> Wacky Races instead. <laughs> we're talking about old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Do you think Barbosa would win Wacky Races in his flamethrowing boat? <laughs> it's not his boat. It's a Queen Anne's Revenge. So, wait, so how does... I mean, sorry. Did I say Barbosa? Yeah. I meant Blackbeard. I mean, he'd probably come close. He'd definitely be the antagonist. <laughs> but what is Blackbeard? Like, what's Blackbeard's origin? I don't really understand how he works. I guess I didn't realize until the very end that his sword is what controls the boat. Yeah, I thought his ship was alive for the longest time. Yeah. But I did like it when he's all, like, he's the big dramatic bee, and he's, like, talking about, like, the, the whole ship mutinies. Like, Jack convinces them all to mutiny, and that's mm. pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know what do they do with mutinies? Mutineers. Hang! And then he like pokes his sword, sword out. In the air, and then like the ship grabs them all and spider webs them up in the rope. Yeah, I'm like, that's pretty cool. And he's not actually hanging people, so it's just pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Like they're just all it's tied like up. He's doing a mass murder on his ship. Which uh, I don't want to give away too much from Dead Men Tell No Tales, but that's mm-hmm. totally what freaking Javier Bardem <laughs> does off screen. It's really like disturbing. <laughs> Strange. But oh, I just also wrote down that he's the true slipknot. <laughs> this is what Slipknot's powers should have been. <laughs> like if Slipknot just had uh, Blackbeard's sword, he would have not had his head blown up in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. I feel like like a really edgy redesign of Slipknot would be like he can manipulate and control all kinds of rope. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if like because uh, the Suicide Squad that uh. James Gunn is doing. Mm-hmm. It's got like a bunch of weird characters, like the polka dot man or whatever. It's good. Um, it's like a Tom Taylor's doing um, Suicide Squad right now, the book, and he just made up a bunch of characters for it. It's actually really cool. They got to get Calendar Man in on the Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> the last person I saw do Calendar Man was Tom King, like his introductory run of like him, him of introducing like him on the Batman run. And his Calendar Man was very dramatic, which made me a little sad. I was like, I kind of wish he was a little bit more like silly. Yeah, I love all those, like, C Batman characters and stuff. Like, uh, I don't even know if he's Batman, but Mirror Master, I think his name is. Uh, Mirror Master's a Flash Bad guy. Yeah, that guy's dope. Yeah, he's (laughs) still tight, though. (laughs) He's just, like, a Scottish mercenary man. Mm -hmm. But uh, I digress. Yes. What I really meant to say is, he cooked the cook. (laughs) Because Blackbeard finds out who is on watch, and it was the cook for some reason. Yeah. The cook of the ship, so then he sends the guy out on a boat. And this is like Sam Claflin's character is here. He's like a religious guy. He's a priest that they mm-hmm. hung up or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Sam Claflin of Finnick O'Dare fame <laughs> from the Hunger Games. That's right. I like him a lot more in those movies than I do in this. Mm-hmm. He's really irritating in this. He's just like the B plot that really doesn't work at all. Nobody cares about him. Like yeah. there's no interaction even with Jack. So mm-hmm. Angelica is also revealed to Jack that she is quote-unquote pretending to be blackbeard's daughter right now but isn't she blackbeard's daughter that's revealed later (laughs) i was confused by all that yeah she's saying i'm pretending to be blackbeard's daughter and jack's like oh that old move he fell for that and she's like yeah and it's just no but i am actually blackbeard's daughter (laughs) of all the ships so far in this this franchise i think i like blackbeard's ship the best you like the queen anne's revenge best i think so i mean the black pearl is classic it's like Mm -hmm. it's like your mid-weight you know, it's like the starter ship or whatever. It's like yeah. very versatile. 
and then Davy Jones ship has this freaking like tri cannons. Yeah, the Flying Dutchman is like the du- digital deluxe edition, like premium yeah. package you get with a digital unlockable code. Yeah, definitely. Like he's like release the triple cannons. It's like okay, that's that's a bit extra. And then Blackbeard doesn't have those cannons. He just has straight up flamethrowers on the front. And I'm like, that's just it's probably not very useful, but it's really cool. Yeah. He's like if you maxed out like two things on board your pirate ship, like the yeah. special ramming thing that also has a flame thrower on it and then like i guess the rigging of the ship now is alive <laughs> yeah the sides are probably weak but it has like strong def- like strong on on ship defense if you mm-hmm. get like boarded it can just wreck everybody yeah so you have to like hit it from the sides from far away because he'll just ram you with like, his like twisted metal ass ship <laughs> <laughs> his twisted metal ass ship that's a good one <laughs> yeah so so at the scene it just cuts to barbosa right back at yeah. his ship we also, really fast, we also want Blackbeard's really scared of a, a prophecy that says, like, a one-legged man's going to kill him. And so that's what's kind of driving him to find the fountain. I guess that's kind of important to the plot. <laughs> pivotal. <laughs> Not, like, one of the most uh, pivotal things. Yeah, so we cut to that one-legged man. Barbosa himself. And uh, he's drinking some sort of liquor out of a teacup, and I like that. Yeah, that was cool. And he's just fancily eating a little slice of green apple. Because mm. he still loves his green apples. <laughs> a bushel full of green apples. Yeah, I literally have written down here, Barbosa has alcohol tea, and we learned about White Cat Bay. Apparently it holds mermaids. Uh, Barbosa steals his crew, telling them like, it's all going to be okay, and tells them we are king's men, and they kick ass and shouldn't be afraid of mermaids. Yeah, and Taron Egerton's there. He's like, yeah, I'm a king's man. I'm <laughs> a kingsman. Remember that movie? The third one's supposed to come out at some point, Yeah, got delayed a bunch like everything else. Yep, as it should. Angelica and Jack talk again. Uh, they do a tango of uh, sexy fun. The, the tango only happens for five seconds, which kind of upset me. I'm like, they really couldn't be talking and tangoing throughout this entire thing because he just kind of like, drops her on the ground at one point, and then they just have intimate chat. I'm like, why aren't they tangoing the whole time? Yeah. I don't know. This movie just needs more fun. It needs a little bit more campiness, honestly. Mm-hmm. And the farther you get into the plot, the less I like Jack, because they try to put too much on him. Like, of course, there's no character development really there. Like, he's, he's not... Jack Sparrow. Like, <laughs> huh? Yeah, they try to make him the leading man, but he's not the leading man. He's, yeah, not, it, he's not a hero. It doesn't work. He's not interesting enough on his own, which is weird because he's the most interesting character probably. Mm-hmm. But he's got to have, like, he can't be the, the like, the owner of the story, the plot, because yeah. unless you make him just do something, like, it has to be really wacky. Mm-hmm. But this is a little too standard, I guess. Yeah, like, he's comedic relief and, like, backstabbing, like, swashbuckle fun. He's not, like, the focal point of the story. Yeah, we, we learned we need a mermaid tear for the chalice from uh, Ponce and, uh, and a victim to make it work. The, this is the most convoluted... Um, trip to the fountain of youth i think i've ever seen in anything yeah if they just cut out all this mermaid crap it would just be uh, uh, first of all it wouldn't be two hours and 12 minutes or however long mm-hmm. like whatever like i love a good hour 40 hour 45 movie mm-hmm. like especially a blockbuster if it can pull all that off it's like yeah like uh, at the same time i guess this movie this is the most expensive pirates movie it costs like over 400 million dollars to make this is the most expensive one yeah, exactly. It doesn't really show. No, know? it looks it's, cheap. Yeah, there's a lot of it that doesn't look super great on screen. Like, it's not on, you know, the budget's not on screen. I 
you know, I don't know exactly how much Johnny Depp made. Um, I think it was uh, Forbes. I was saying something around fifty-five million. <laughs> I don't know exactly. So I was gonna say, what does he that. do with that? But it's buy a small French villa. <laughs> yeah, and just uh, live the personal life that Johnny Depp lives. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think too much money drives you a little crazy. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I want him to be in another like, uh, man. I don't know. Maybe John. All this stuff is going on with his like court case or whatever right mm-hmm. now. So I have no idea. But if all goes well for everybody in a perfect world, I'd love to see him in like whatever you know they're doing one with. Um, oh, with Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Uh, they're doing you know another one with Margot Robbie. Mm. Um, as Mordecai like, too. <laughs> what Margot Robbie too. Not- Margot Robbie's not in Mordecai. I know, I'm saying Mordecai too, the sequel. She's yeah, a it's, character. It's just Gwyneth Paltrow and Margot Robbie. <laughs> and everyone's got mustaches. Isn't that hilarious? It's so funny. Mordecai would have fit so well into like 2012 tattoos when people tattooed mustaches <laughs> on their finger. Right, right. Except Mordecai would go all the way and just tattoo his lip with a mustache. What if Mr. Bean and Mordecai did a crossover? That would be probably pretty boring. (laughs) Where am I? Oh, no. So I was just going to say it'd be pretty cool to have like Jack do like a cameo, like an extended cameo in the new movie, but with Margot Robbie. But it's like even Mm -hmm. that, like, you know, it's like, but he like takes the place of Teague or something where he's like in his 70s. So like this would be like decades from now. Oh, I'd like that. But I would just like... uh, and two more characters that are missing in this movie are, are Pintel and uh, Rigetti. Right. And, like, where are they? Like, why aren't they with Barbosa? Are they just dead? Probably. <laughs> like, did they sink with the ship? Because uh, I like Maybe them a lot. they just retired. I know, right? I like them a lot, and they're just not here. I would like them. I think those two characters would be great to have in, like, they're the only, like, carryover characters in like the margot robbie one like they don't even have to be like part of the main crew but it would be pretty cool to see them just like running into them in like a bar in like tortuga or something yeah or she sinks another uh, uh, an enemy <laughs> pirate ship and they're like on that one <laughs> i like that so much better that's way better <laughs> and they have to escape on like two turtles tied together or something <laughs> just way see, too silly homage so anywho is it we have to talk about stranger tides stranger things stranger things um how do you feel about season three of Stranger Things? I haven't seen it. Neither have I. There's, I hear there's ice cream involved. Yeah, I remember everyone was really excited about that. Uh, yeah, everyone was really excited about that for some reason. I think th- at this point, it's just they go to, uh, what's the cove called, you said? White? Uh, Whitecap Cove. Oh, wait, before that, Angelica reveals to Jack that there is a room full of ships in the bottle and the black pearls in those bottles. We never learn how it got in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, all this stuff, like, I remember liking Blackbeard a lot more, too. Like, I was like, oh, I like it better than Davy Jones and stuff the first time I saw this movie. But all these movies coming so close, like, I, I think Ian McShane, Ian McShane's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's in John, the John Wick movies. He's in yeah. uh, American Gods, which I haven't seen yet he's but, good I won't, yeah. I won't he's mr wednesday in that and he he does he does the character very good justice he's even pretty decent in uh the hellboy reboot which yeah i know is controversial mm-hmm. <laughs> but i don't know like he's a really good actor and this it, it feels a little he's not fully trying i don't know like it's a little to be desired i don't know how did you feel about it 
I I thought he was fine. Like I was I was yeah. I always like Ian McShane, so I'm like, oh Ian McShane, cool. And he's there and I don't know. I, it does feel like I feel like he does have those moments where he just kind of half asses a role and he's like, eh, I'm getting paid millions of dollars for this, but I don't really want to be here, so let's just do that. Like he's doing his Ian McShane thing. Yeah. Like he's just being himself and he's like, Oh, I'm Blackbeard. Boo <laughs> And I feel like part of it's like they didn't really develop the character enough, so it's like, no. you know, how much are you going to be able to build off of when it's just like I don't still don't really understand this guy's origin. Like I just know the name Blackbeard because that's a pirate guy. You yeah, know? he never sets his beard on fire either. He shows up with singes in his beard dur- yeah. w- during the mutiny on his ship. That's not nearly enough. Yeah, it's not. But actually, uh, wait, so is that part of like Blackbeard lore? Yeah, he would like s- kind of set his beard on fire a little bit to like freak people out to make it look uh, like he was a demon. <laughs> so full circle back to the first Pirates movie, that guy with the bombs, that pi- bomb pirate, mm-hmm. his beard is on fire. Okay, interesting. So I don't know if that was like an Easter egg or they just like, you know, they just like oh, had no idea they're gonna make Blackbeard a main character later. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were like, uh, "Gunpowder's black, and he has gunpowder in his beard." So Blackbeard. Yeah. So Angelica tells us that she is actually she actually this is only like a scene later. She tells us that she is the daughter of Blackbeard actually, and she needs the fountain to save her daddy because she knows he can be a good person if he just tried hard enough. Uh, Angelica also pockets uh, Jack's voodoo doll. Uh, the Queen Andrew's Revenge arri- arrives at White Cat Bay. Blackbeard gets everyone on a rowboat and starts mermaid hunting. Uh, we learn that mermaids like singing, so the men on the boat start singing, and eventually one shows up. And a, a pretty one sings back, and she nearly eats the bard guy. Stephen and, Graham. Yeah, I, I remember Scrum. I, Scrum. Scrum himself is almost eaten. <laughs> and I remember seeing the mermaids, and I, I don't know, I kind of forgot that they're just like sexy girls as mermaids. I don't, yeah, it's pretty lame, honestly. Like, it's, if their thing is supposed to be, like, they're sirens, like, they're not, mm. not that they should be sexualized, you know, but, like, mm. they are supposed to be able to, like, they're mermaids. call they're in, alluring. yeah, call, yeah, call in, like, these scruffy pirate men mm. or whatever, and it's just, like, okay, like, that's, like, the whole concept of the mermaids in this movie, basically, is very, like, PG, where yeah. it's just, like, it's like, oh, it's just very, like, bare bones, basically. It's like, oh, they call them in because that's what they're supposed to do. It's like, there's... Mm-hmm. But then also when they turn evil, just, like, their teeth get sharp and they don't they don't yeah. become super scary, which they should mm-hmm. be, like, terrifying. Yeah, I was of. like... I kind of wanted, like, their bodies to be, like, their fish shells to be, like, great white sharks or their tails to be, like, really long to, like, swing up and wrap around somebody or, like, stingray stingers or something. Like, just have different types of mermaid lower bodies would just be fantastic. yeah. It's probably too much effort. I guess. <laughs> Even though the budget was really high. And then they shoot web. Like, what is that? It just feels like a really poor, like, just like bare minimum myth- mythology kind of thing. It's just kind of mm-hmm. lazy, honestly. It just feels so sad after mermaids. seeing, again, like, Davy Jones crew sets such a high bar for, like, monster design in this. And then they'd be like, man, it's a regular mermaid. Yeah, like, when so, they're like, underwater, their teeth get sharp. I don't know. There's just some, like, weird manic energy that, like, Gore Verbinski was definitely able to channel with all that, like, sea mythology mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And, you know, not that I loved all of it, but it's, like, it's very inspired. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, like, I know in the, we'll talk about it in the fifth movie, but there's, like, they try to put more mythology in, and it just, like, doesn't, it's just, like, okay, this just feels random and lazy at mm-hmm. points. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely missing something, like, especially in all the action, the fights, the fight scenes and stuff without Gore Verbinski there. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, I like that they they kind of travel in a big pod. Like there's a giant pod of mermaids that shows up, and they just like start wreaking havoc everywhere. And then uh, Willem Dafoe is in the lighthouse. <laughs> And yeah, Jack and then, just finds him there, like looking up above, and he's like, because he wants to go break it and like blow it up, but then he just sees Willem Dafoe above him <laughs> doing some, his Willem Dafoe thing that he some, does in the lighthouse. Yeah, some <laughs> just looking at a siren or something, some disgusting viscous fluid <laughs> falls near his shoulder. You know what it actually is. <laughs> I'm not going to say it on the podcast. <laughs> uh,. <laughs> And then he just goes, he just turns around and goes, you find me lobster, aren't you? And then he goes and rides a giant lobster down to fight all the sirens off. See, there should be giant lobsters in this like an Aquaman. <laughs> Playing drums? Yeah. yeah. I love it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's just missing, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm disappointed in the mermaids. I wish they were much more ethereal and terrifying because I feel like they uh. should be much more primal. Like, beautiful, but like still like alluring like like that's pretty like i can mistake that for a woman but then getting it when i'm too close yeah primal it's gonna like I guess my soul that's a good way of putting it like pretty much just look like like british ladies yeah. like you know i like their like the interpretation in like the with witcher mythology and stuff mm. which is like yeah they're, they're actually like creatures they're not human hybrids they're yeah you know they're monsters that can like mimic a, a human form from a distance then you get too close and you're screwed yeah, overall, like this whole mermaid business, <laughs> I think any time it was going on when I was watching this and Lily would walk by, she'd just be like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just takes up a lot of time in the movie for no reason. But uh, So, yeah, just overall with the whole mermaid thing, I, Blackbeard, and then we'll get to the Spanish uh, troops and stuff. I just, I guess, you know, Blackbeard's the main antagonist here, but it still feels like there should be another bigger bad. Yeah, I think we're supposed to believe it's the Spanish, but their energy isn't felt at all. Yeah, it's just like the general Spanish mm -hmm. army. It's like there's gotta, there should be some really evil Spaniard guy, like a Cortez esque person, like somebody yeah. who's just really gonna rip you apart. Here we are, though. So the preacher is almost eaten by a mermaid. Jack blows up the lighthouse to scare the mermaids away. I don't know why they're afraid of this explosion because Lord knows nothing touches them. Yeah, um, one gets crushed by stuff, but it's really like far away. <laughs> like it yeah, like the other ones are kind of out at sea. So I'm like, I, I don't think, and they use web. I'm I'm really confused about that still. Like they shoot web out of their arms like Spider Man. Yeah, they're like pizza time, but then the pizza's all soggy because Snoopy shot down the Red Baron over the sea. <laughs> And just all the frozen pizzas are really wet. By luck, they manage to catch a mermaid under some rubble. Barbosa and Gibbs arrive at the scene of um, Whitecap Bay, but everyone's already gone at this point. Their boat is attacked by a giant bunch of mermaids again. <laughs> and uh, Gibbs decides to give Barbosa their next heading after their ship is like totally annihilated by <laughs> yeah, the mermaids. The boat just like, explodes off screen, like in the far <laughs> distance. Yeah. And Barbosa's like, eh, whatever, they're dead. I don't care. And it's just like, how did the mermaids even blow up a boat? I don't understand. What I think they, they have super strength of some sort because they're like tearing through like the wood of that rowboat. So maybe combined, they're just ripping the ship apart. What's that place called? Whitewater Cove? Uh, Whitecap Cove. Whitecap oh, White Cove. Yeah, because it made me think you say like Barbosa and Gibbs at Whitecap. <laughs> Whitecapple. At White, at White Castle. <laughs> Barbosa and Gibbs are just really stoned and they want to go get some... Some, some burgers. Some melt some wet pizzas from the mermaids. <laughs> Mermaid in tow in a glass coffin, Jack, Blackbeard, and Angelica head to Ponce de Leon's <laughs> ship. 
Jack Black's beard. Jack Black's beard. <laughs> He's like, yo, all right. <laughs> School of Rock. <laughs> we learned House that. with the clock in his walls. <laughs> we learned that whoever Jumanji drinks. Jumanji 2 the... the next level. Oh, my God, Tyler. We learned that whoever drinks the cup with the mermaid tear gets all the years from the person who drinks the cup without the tear. Uh, the preacher saves the mermaid from suffocating. It's weird. I'm going off the assumption that she's a mammal now and needs both air and ocean water. So She's also a nice mermaid, and all the other ones were mean, so I'm like, what? She has eaten human flesh before and killed hundreds of sailors, I'm sure. <laughs> I call total fucking BS. Also, it seems like she just kills him at the end. Yeah, she drowns him to death. Like She releases him from this mortal coil is how she saves him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so she's a mammal, I guess, which I guess makes sense. At least amphibious. Um, Blackbeard sends Jack to get the chalices and uh, takes his magic compass. Blackbeard also makes Jack choose between a series of guns with only two bullets and e- with only two bullets and like a set of five. Jack basically proves Blackbeard is indeed not bluffing because one does have a shot in it and the other one he picks doesn't. So yeah, why six? It's just like it's pointless. Why not just one? Why not just two? And then be like, hey, pick one. 50-50. So it's like, if you throw Jack's <laughs> voodoo doll down, if he jumps down, he'll be immortal when he falls? Like, is that how that works? I think it works like if the voodoo doll went crashing down and Jack didn't die from, like, the impact that the oh, doll took. So they're, they're like, oh, you'll survive the fall. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. That's less cool. Because I was thinking, like, oh, they throw the voodoo doll down there. So now he can just have immortal strength and just jump down there and be fine, you know? Yeah. Because the voodoo doll is, like, like, tied to his mortality. Yeah. If this was, like, a really visceral, violent movie, I can, like, picture somebody, like, throwing the voodoo doll, like, on a bashing against a rock, and somebody's head just, like, caving in and then just, like, falling over dead. Yeah. And then Jack's doll goes down there, so he's he's fine, so he just jumps down and just, like, his bones just launch out of his legs. <laughs> But then he's fine. He just pushes them back in. He has a little Deadpool moment. A little Deadpool moment. Yeah, he's like, oh, aren't I edgy? Uh, chimichanga. Uh, we're going to have to talk about Deadpool one day, right? But on a yeah, far away eventually. day. Whenever yeah. Deadpool 3 comes out. Yeah, that that sounds like it could be good. Because that probably won't ever happen. Because now yeah, it's owned well, by Disney. Yeah, they'll make Yeah, I don't know. Well... Yeah, I don't know. Disney's putting all these X Men movies on Disney Plus, even though they're all directed by Brian Singer. It's like I read, I, I read this uh, one uh, Deadpool comic adaptation I actually liked. Um, it was where Deadpool's like going to a zoo, and all the zoo animals are zombies, and he needs the help of undead presidents to like track them down. <laughs> that sounds cool. And it's actually kind of funny. I was like, if they adapt this into Deadpool three, I'd be pretty down with that. <laughs> yeah, if they just like were a little even more weird, I think mm. I would like it more. Yeah, like, let's just go there. Like, enough of, like, the snark every now and then. Like, just let's just be, like, bonkers. Yeah, Jacob likes Deadpool. We'll have him... He does. We'll have him vamp. Yeah, for both. Oh, so I was going to say Barbosa. I, I, I missed my opportunity on that, but... Oh, yeah. So he's a privateer now, mm-hmm. and I know you are a big fan of Sir Francis Drake. I do, yeah. Who is also was a privateer for the mm-hmm. British Navy, right? Yeah. How does it... Yeah, how does it work? Tell us, tell us a little history of privateers, if you know, and... And how they worked amongst so, all that. What I know is basically about just about Sir Francis Drake, and this is general stuff. I want to at some point do like a graphic novel or something about him because he's interesting in like the fact that he he just has an interesting life. But 
he was a pirate for a little while. He basically served as like a cabin boy and worked his ranks up on a kind of piratey vessel kind of deal. And eventually, I think his brother actually was killed by the Spanish during his time on the ship. And he was like, fuck the Spanish. I'm going to kill them all. And so literally he just, he says, how can I do that without breaking the law? And then the English is like, Hey, guess what? We're kind of at war with the Spanish. Do you want to roll up with us? You're a great captain. And he's like, (laughs) yes, I do. And so his whole deal is he just wants to like kill Spanish people or kills like Spanish captains. And just, he does raids like all over, like he's a really successful raider. Like that's his whole deal. You just like fuck up trade lines. Yeah. And then he is at this, like, big giant battle that seems impossible. But he has these, like, quick little ships that he uses and then just, like, blows these, like, big Spanish galleons to bits. That's cool. Wait, did he... Same Around the same time? When, uh... Oh, yeah, the Anglo-Spanish War. Yeah, because mm-hmm. didn't the Spanish send, like, a giant fleet over mm-hmm. to England? But yeah, then, the like, Spanish a giant, Armada. Yeah, but then a, a giant storm just kind of fucked all of them up? Yeah, they got <laughs> fucked up through the storm. And then, like, the English kind of just swept in and, like, mopped up the rest. The Invincible Armada. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just bad timing, I guess. It really was. They're just like, shit. <laughs> like, nature was against them. <laughs> they had nature and a cunning commander. <laughs> There's a bad cartoony snake in this movie. There is. That's right. And Angelica grabs it, and it likes her. Um, it's very CG. Mm-hmm. It's like, was this scene necessary? It just feels weird. <laughs> Yeah, so Gibbs and Barbosa explore Marsh. Barbosa saves Gibbs from a poisonous frog, which he keep then he keeps in a jar. Uh, back to Jack, he makes it to shore and finds Ponce de Leon's ship jutting out of a cliffside. Back with the mermaid squad, the glass coffin breaks and the mermaid gets magic legs. Um, she can do that. <laughs> Preacher asks her if she is one of the Nephilim, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> Wait, who, Sam Claflin asked that? He basically is like, Surely you're one of God's creations and not one of the Nephilim or demons. <laughs> I'm like, she is definitely a Nephilim. She is totally like a half-breed monster. Anytime like any kind of mention of religion comes into pirates, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't need this. Like, just leave it out. It just makes the things devil way more exists confusing. and he's a giant crustacean. <laughs> exactly. It's like even when uh, Pintel is reading the uh, Bible or whatever in the second book, the second mm-hmm. movie, I'm just like. It just is distracting to me because I'm like, this is not a real world. Like, how can religion even exist when there's fucking sea pirate, like, crab men and stuff? I like it better when somebody chooses atheism in this world. And I'm like, magic literally exists. I fought Satan the other day. Hey, dead man tell no tales. <laughs> there are ghosts. There's, well, there's also, uh, what's her name? Um, the character, she's, like, really into astronomy and science. I'm like finally somebody that like makes sense in this world <laughs> i just sent you uh the book cover to that tim powers book where the ghost of thomas, thomas edison, edison. <laughs> it looks crazy as hell i'm <laughs> literally going to read this book <laughs> i think you need to i, I have to at this point you need to buy this book cover and like frame it <laughs> it's really strange i'll add it to my extending uh art gallery that i got that i'm gonna try to get going on i need to get so many things framed dude tim powers art gallery <laughs> my tim my growing ever growing tim powers art gallery they go in the ponce de, Le- de leon ship and barbosa's there already jack jack is getting into the ship and barbosa's like i was here first or whatever but <laughs> yeah. they find ponce de leon in a in his bed on the ship much like the skeleton on the pirates ride ding ding I was like, that's nice. They haven't really referenced anything from the freaking ride since the first mm-hmm. movie. 
They're really running low on ideas for it. They're like, what about the pirate guy in the bed? Okay, that's Ponce. Yeah, it just goes so far away from the ride um, in the second movie, which, you know, I guess is fine because how many movies can you make about a ride? But Right. Yeah, they're perched precariously on a cliff and the removal of anything could send the ship plummeting to its doom. Uh, they're just rocking back and forth between the two over who gets the chalices that they find there. Um, eventually, they open up the box where the chalice is supposed to be in, and they find only rocks in there. Turns out the Spanish are ahead of them. Barbosa and Jack deduce where the Spanish will make camp, though. Jack steals one of the chalices from the Spanish, then another. Uh, he and Barbosa make their escape, but they're soon captured, because, of course, it's a part of the Caribbean movie. Turns out um, Preacher isn't dead in a ditch he was put in. Uh, he goes to Serena and rescues her. She sheds a tear from his kindness, and Blackbeard and his men swoop in and take yeah. the tear. They totally and- pull a Smeagol <laughs> at the at the at the uh, pond, whatever it's called. Yeah, two pond. towers. And took it for me. For me. Wait, yes. is that yeah the scene where he's whacking the fish on the ground and Frodo goes to talk to him? Yeah. And then all this old Faramir just fucking double crosses them all. Oh, that's so where he's then... like singing the fish song. It's like a fish first words or just So it's like they trust he trusts Frodo and then mm-hmm. Faramir Faramir's big schnoz gets in the way. Yeah, bags him and tags him. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just put a tracker on Gollum so he wouldn't <laughs> he wouldn't keep on hiding and trying to kill everyone. Right? Like stick a tracker in that thing. We can't let it alone. <laughs> Gandalf's got to have some tracking magic or something. Oh, totally. So they decide to keep Serena prisoner along with the preacher because they, I guess, still need her for something. Uh, Jack and Barbosa hang out while being captured in the Spanish camp. They drink out of Barbosa's peg leg. And uh, Barbosa tells the story of how the Pearl was captured and taken from him by Blackbeard. His, the privateer thing is just an act. He just wants to find a way to kill Blackbeard and get his ship back. Jack crawls up a palm tree to free himself and then launches himself via another palm tree from tree to tree yeah this is supposed to be like a big cool stunt thing again and it just doesn't work and it's just kind of boring it's like Mm -hmm. and then all the spanish troops come and he he flies around them on the rope and ties all of them together and he like barely pulls it and they're stuck i'm like this doesn't make any sense (laughs) like there's no the language for shooting this isn't there Mm -hmm. and it's the same dp as the first three movies there's just something lost there uh, in terms of like the directorial intent, I guess. I, I, I don't know. It just a no, lot totally. of it just does not work as well in action pieces. But yeah, the gang heads to the fountain. Angelica meets up with Jack, who has the chalices in hand, along with Gibbs and a pig. Because um, of course they found a pig. Gibbs is literally pig radar. He just knows where they all are. Oh all yeah. <laughs> Wait, why does he have a pig? I just saw that he had the big pig, and I'm like, I love this. <laughs> I Gibbs think they just have like, the chalices attached to it, and if like something goes wrong, Gibbs will like slap the pig on the ass, and the pig like runs away with the chalices. I'm gonna pitch a uh, young, a kids book, pirates kids book called Gibbs and His Pigs. I feel like that's so. That's like a good alternate timeline where Gibbs just hangs out with with his pigs on in the mud on Tortuga. <laughs> I feel like this, is, a happy this is good, life. and the, like one day Gibbs goes missing, and the pigs have to go find him. <laughs> yeah, and it becomes really scary or something. Yeah, like they, they have, have to, to go through like the bar, the brothels of Tortuga, and like the bars, and be like, it's a scary place for a piglet to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
and they have to fight the big bad wolf, who is, I don't know, Jack another Sparrow. pirate. Yeah. Gibbs has a pig. Blackbeard's crew. They kind of just all show up at the uh, Fountain of Youth because they like just. Do they need the pig to find the Fountain of Youth? No, get... they don't. They eventually all just settle on being friends, and then the crew starts looking for the fountain. Um, Jack sees a raindrop crawling up a plant leaf. Trippy. And they're on the right track. They in a cavern. We come across a dead end. However, once Jack has the chalices, he clinks them together, and nothing happens. We learn that Jack has never found the fountain. Uh, Jack reads the words on the chalices and then activates the secret passageway because it kind of turns out to be that easy. Uh, Jack is pulled through a passageway leading up via like weird water <laughs> and then everyone else joins. Barbosa also enters with his crew as well. <laughs> uh, the one man, like, man is ready to fulfill the prophecy. Everyone is about to fight, but Jack stops at pointing out the silliness of it all and saying, why don't we just let uh, Barbosa and Blackbeard fight? Like, we don't have to get involved in this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty smart, actually. It is. I, w- I would probably been like, oh, yeah, you're kind of right. Like, I don't have to be involved in this. <laughs> uh, Preacher frees himself and then is slashed across the stomach. <laughs> yeah, he really does nothing. He's, he does nothing in this movie. There's no yeah. point. He doesn't, like, convert anybody. He's not, like, he's supposed to be, like, a moral backbone, but, like, he's never able to get through to anybody about, no, like, Christianity yeah. or anything. They're a bunch of pirates. What do you want? Like, yeah. If anything, a- this should have been, like, the da- the damning of his own soul and, like, him letting go of his morality as the adventure yeah. goes on. That'd be fun. He's just a yeah. big pill. It's, just like, I don't know. It's, like, telling someone to not drink at a party. Like, you're just going around telling people to not drink at your pirate convention or something. Yeah, it's like if everyone's respecting you for being sober, but you're going around being like, you shouldn't drink that, or mm, another one, huh? <laughs> yeah. You just be like, Jesus, Andy, I'm just trying to have a fun time. Barbosa fights Blackbeard and just kind of gets wrecked by Blackbeard. Yeah. He's just, I, which is weird because Barbosa is such a good fighter in the first three. Barbosa fought seven monsters at the same time on a ship cascading into a whirlpool. He, he should be able to fight man's... one shitty old man. <laughs> he cut an eel man's head off. <laughs> yeah. He married two main characters while fighting people off and yeah. driving the boat around. His power level has definitely been de-escalated. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was all on his leg. <laughs> it must have been. Imagine if he had like a rocket in his leg instead of. Like... Oh, just, that'd be really cool. He could launch it at people. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I mean, Gundam it has alcohol. Something. It has alcohol in it. It's like propelled by alcohol. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. He just sets it on fire and just like, boom! <laughs> he has to have some sort of saying before he goes. <laughs> it's how I get to leg up on the competition. <laughs> I was imagining him like doing like a ballet pose and be like, rocket leg! And like launches his leg at them. <laughs> Does what? like a side B move, yeah. and like it, like the animation, like it comes back around the other side of the screen. He catches it and like twists it back on. Barbosa's uh, smash ability is just piling bushels and bushels of green apples on top of the enemy. It it's kind of the Animal stops. Crossing character. <laughs> what? He's kind of like the Animal Crossing character in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, instead of a, a tree thing that he rides on, he just rides on his rocket leg, I guess. <laughs> Or maybe it's like an uncorked like champagne bottle or something that like launches towards people. <laughs> yeah. I want like eight Pirates video games. That'd be pretty great. But yeah, they're fighting and then Barbosa's like, oh no, they're coming. And then the Spaniards show up. Yeah. And, and do you think everybody. they're going to get on this like take the fountain? I actually enjoy this. They're like, this thing is an unholy thing of God. We're here to destroy it. <laughs> I was like, awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's why they needed like a really like... uh 
what's it called? Not conquistador, but uh, inquisition. They need like an inquisitioner to like be leading the Spanish. Yeah, like that would inquisitor. make more sense. Mm-hmm. If they built that stuff up. But uh, <laughs> oh, Tyler, that would've been so cool. And then you have like a rival for the preacher in this. Yeah, that's true. That would be more connected. And then also, yeah. uh, you know, all the pirates would probably team up to fight him. <laughs> yeah. Because so. and then the preacher would learn like the level of like. Um, I guess prejudice and like vindictiveness in the name of faith and him being like, Oh, like maybe I should loosen up a little bit. Cause this guy's a tyrant. Yeah. They could have done a lot, <laughs> but I yeah. totally forgot to mention that this is like the fakest set I've seen in decades. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> the first time I saw this, I'm like, Oh, this rules. And Lily's like, it looks so fake. I'm like, I like it. Cause all the, they just keep showing up. Like it's like a standoff, like just more and mm-hmm. more different groups show up. But this time I'm just like, no, yeah, there's a lot of like overhead shots too, mm-hmm. and like just on big cranes and stuff. You could just really tell it's a movie, you know. Yeah, and there's a lot of overhead shots of Barbosa fighting Blackbeard. It's not like inter- exciting or anything. It's just very like coverage. Yeah, it just it just doesn't work as well. But while all this is happening, the preacher manages to find Serena, who just like show who frees herself from her bonds and like shows up. Oh uh, no, no, he's dying. He stumbles upon her pr- prison location and frees her, and then she just like. He frees her and she dives in the very deep pool she was apparently held in. It's yeah, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, the, Span- it's, it's... This, the head of the Spaniards, the Spanish army or navy or whatever, <laughs> stomps on the cup, which is like a holy relic kind of thing. Yeah, and it just like gets all smushed. I'm like, really? That's all it took was like a boot. I mean, it probably still works. You can drink out of it. I mean, I can only imagine yeah. like it not working if you totally eradicate it. I was just surprised that it took any damage at all, but it got all smushed. <laughs> it's like aluminum. Yeah, it looked like <laughs> it after that. It looked pretty good, but then once it got cracked, I'm like, this looks like plastic. I don't know. Yeah. Barbosa manages to get a single slice in at Blackbeard, and uh, of course he coats his blade in like frog venom, so <laughs> Blackbeard's like screwed. I never know like the, the actual mortality levels of any of like the main characters. Like, like still, the Black Pearl Curse is the best ability because mm-hmm. you're just immortal. Like you can't die unless you put the coins back. But mm-hmm. it's like I guess Davy Jones, you have to stab his heart. That's the only way to kill him. Yeah. But then Blackbeard, I guess he's not like supernatural, even no. though he does zombie stuff and he has like controls he knows ropes. voodoo. Yeah, he knows voodoo and has a magic sword. So I guess he's just him. He himself is not. Like, he yeah, can just not be killed, so I'm like, oh, okay. It's just always confusing with the different pirate lords or whatever, Who's who has what ability and yeah, stuff. Yeah, who has powers, who doesn't. But yeah, um, while Angelica tries to take the sword, the poison sword, out of her daddy's chest, and she ends up cutting her hand, so she's going to die, too, from the frog poison. Which is just like, Jack's like, Angelica, no, it's poisoned, and it's just like, did he know that she was going to, like, why does she have to cut herself to pull this, like... She, Lord, no, she, she apparently forgot how the hilt of a sword works. Yeah, she uses swords all the time. She's mm-hmm. a pirate. Like, she's not going to just... It was just weird. Yeah, it's very odd. She Like, she knows what she's doing. This is, like, so whack. <laughs> the Spanish successfully destroy the fountain and then roll out. Because <laughs> like, they destroy the thing. Like, all right, we're done. Let's leave. That's <laughs> what's confused because that whole sequence, like, after that, like, where Jack has to go pull a last crusade, basically, and mm-hmm. get the, uh, the, uh, the goblet. Yeah. Yeah. To save one of them. Mm-hmm. And then after, like, when one of them saved or whatever, I'm just like, wait, where did everybody go? I don't understand. Like, not just the Spanish left, but, like, everybody Everyone. just walked away, like, bumbled <laughs> off stage. Like, what? 
I was just really confused. Yeah. Also, while this is happening, uh, the mermaid girl shows back up where a preacher is dying. Oh, wait, no. She gives Jack the chalices back. She's the one who gives Jack the chalices in the main chamber. Yeah. And then Jack's like, hey, I'm going to save one of you. And then Blackbeard tries to save himself. But Jack tricks him and has the cups swapped. So Blackbeard dies and ends up giving the years of his life to Angelica. And there's kind of a cool like water scene where he turns into a skeleton that I thought was kind of nifty. Yeah, I wish they showed more of the skelly tone because it was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool. It's also on the, the cover of the book on Stranger Tides. It's just oh. a skeleton man uh, driving a boat. Oh, hey, that's cool. That's like the parts of the Caribbean road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Preacher is healed by Serena, who takes him to the bottom of the ocean. I assume he'll be eaten by other mermaids. Yeah, I don't know. Or is he going to turn into a mermaid? Maybe. It doesn't seem like men exist in that colony, or maybe the women do the hunting, like lion- like lionesses or something. Because there's a line earlier where it's like, all the mermaid are women. Yeah, they're going to and, eat him. As if like to make a point, it's like, there's no mermen or something. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Hey, well, what the heck? What about uh, Ariel's dad? Triton? Yeah. He's like a demigod or something. Yeah. What about Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy? <laughs> That's Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack leaves Angelica on a deserted island with a pistol. Uh, she makes up a lie after lie to get him to stay, but nothing's working. Jack confesses that he does love her, but leaves anyway. She fires her one shot at him, but misses. There's another alternate world where she hits him square in the head and is like, oh, no. <laughs> I kind of did laugh. It still made me laugh. Even it's though. still a funny scene. I was pretty done with this movie at this point. She's like, oh, I love you. And then he's just like, I always will, too. And he's like about to kiss her. And he's just like, I have to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't even. Oh, because before that, she's like, oh, like, we have a kid together. I'm pregnant. And he's just like, he's like she's like, you were drunk. And he's like, I've never been that drunk. <laughs> it's just like. What is that that? one's so good. I'm like, either he's saying like, I've never been drunk enough to want to have sex with you, or I've never been drunk enough to like not remember what I've done. <laughs> yeah, so it's like he drinks a lot, but he never le- allows himself to totally black out. I mm-hmm. guess it's just like it's just it's, he just is secretly a very measured man. Yeah, like he's like everything in, everything in moderation. Like I will always be drunk, but not dr- but never drunk so drunk that I can't remember anything. <laughs> right. He just operates on a certain level. Yeah, and it's like. Four pints of four pints of like a uh, rum in. Barbosa claims the Queen Anne's revenge as his own, along with his old hat. Long live the true pirate king! Uh, they head to Tortuga. Their contract with the Crown is over. Jack meets up with Gibbs, who has the Black Pearl in a bottle, along with every other ship in Blackbeard's arsenal that he has in a bottle. Yeah, what were those other ships that? I guess other ships that Blackbeard beat, and he just puts them in bottles because I I don't. That's never explained how he does that. Message in a bottle. Jack Black, wow! <laughs> yeah, then uh, Gibbs and Jack walk into the sunset, just kind of being best friends. <laughs> yeah, I like it, and he ends mm-hmm. it saying, "Pirate's life for me, savvy." Savvy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> And finally, Barbosa is back to being a pirate because he gets mm-hmm. uh he gets the what's it called the he gets the Queen Anne's revenge. Queen Anne's revenge, thank you. And mm-hmm. he blasts off with his flamethrowers, and he's like, "Yeah, the pirate's life is for me. I love this stuff. I'd love doing it." And like, it's kind of like Dead Man's Chest, where except it's worse because Barbosa's in this movie, but I just didn't really enjoy him that much mm-hmm. until he seems just a little off. Yeah, and just like tethered, and it's like, oh, like the king's army, the king's navy served me well, but 
it's time to be a pirate again. I'm like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is the this is the Barbosa I like, and mm-hmm. he has a lot more to do in in the fifth movie, which I like. Uh, regardless of whether that story is told well, it's still I still like him a lot. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, he's just a fun character in general. He just brings so much energy to him, and he's just consistently always just a good a good time. Part of me is maybe like to add on our pitch uh, our pitch package should be like, what about a Barbosa movie? Maybe he can carry a carry a franchise. Yeah, if it was like a prequel or something. Yeah. I, I hopefully they just like have mostly completely new characters. Yeah, that'd be. But. I I'm totally down for that. Like Margot Robbie's pirate movie sounds sounds like fun. Like I can I can see sitting down and enjoying that. Uh, just hopefully uh, they have more people of color in the new one because, mm-hmm. I mean, especially the f- maybe just the first movie. It's like it just throughout throughout the movies it somehow gets worse. Like. In this this one, it's just a whole lot of white pirates. And the fifth one, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, you know, there's like Penelope and or Penelope Cruz, uh, Angelica, and yeah, she's like the first Spanish pirate we've ever met, though, in these in these movies. Just the whole awkwardness of like the voodoo thing and how that relates to like Caribbean culture and stuff. You know, it's, it's just like, so left field to me. I just it's yeah. He works so hard on his image to be like seen as a monster, and for him just be like, oh, I'm also really into voodoo. <laughs> yeah, like this white dude into voodoo. It's just like, I don't know. He's yeah. big bad voodoo daddy. <laughs> and Barbosa says, make way for Tortuga. And like you said, Gibbs has the black pearl in the boat, in the... In the, in the uh, bottle. In the bottle, along with a bunch of truffle that he found with that pig. So they have the black pearl back, and they're gonna get rich off of selling all this truffle to hipsters on their pizza. Love it. <laughs> Which are who are coincidentally dressed like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> uh man. And that's on Stranger Tides. Yeah, could be worse. Yeah, it's just the could middle. Be better. The middle is just pretty slow. Mm-hmm. I remember like pausing it multiple times, and just like not wanting to go back to it and being like, like, I have to go back to this. Yeah, I did, like, slowly. My laptop slowly gravitated onto my lap a few times. I'm like, wait, no, I need to watch this. <laughs> Do you have any final words before you spring into the deep? Spring into the deep. I enjoy every other movie package we made more so than on Stranger Tides. I wish, now that you mentioned, like, having an Inquisitor character to be on, like, the Spanish side... To it to give like, what's his name, the preacher, some agency, and an arc. Yeah, I would that would have probably made the movie infinitely better. Like, Cause he, I don't know. Yeah, he has no reason being there, and he's barely even part of the group. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's lame. It's probably going to be on my bottom my my least favorite pirates movie. Yeah, I I thought this was maybe in my top three or something, but I mm-hmm. think you're right because. There's something about the fifth one, as we'll talk about it next week. It does feel more in line with the rest of them, mm-hmm. even though it's like lacking in some some regards. But yeah, it feels more fun. I feel like the fifth one's just a lot of fun. It's definitely more fun, and <laughs> it's just like weird mythology stuff. And yeah, it's goofy, and I don't know. This one could have been a lot more goofy, especially since it's all about Jack. It should have been way goofier. It should have just been bonkers, just like Crazy Town. Yeah, but. That's that's this movie. That's on Stranger Tides. Uh, yep. Let us know what you guys thought about this movie, if you want. <laughs> you you want you want tell us. But do you have a do you have a game to play, Connery? 
I was trying to think about a good game for this. Um, how about we do this? If you could have a, any kind of fish torso for being a mermaid, what would it be? <laughs> any or, kind or of fish, fish? Fish legs, sorry. Fish legs. Not like a... Like not, any kind of aquatic creature? Yeah, any kind of aquatic creature. Um, my whole mermaid makeup is, I don't know, spider crab legs. Like they're really like really long legs that are all like, scary. <laughs> yeah, that's like the Japanese spider crabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that that'd be rad, dude. <laughs> like a little crafty and monster Just crawl around there. But then I'd <laughs> I'd have a great white fin. Nice. What else is weird in the ocean? I'd have I'd just have a bunch of barn. I'd have barnacle nips, <laughs> and I'd have an elephant seal nose. And do you want one of those anglerfish um, lights? Oh, that yeah, anglerfish light, anglerfish light, <laughs> anglerfish light. And then I'd have a big elephant seal nose, so it's like I'd be like calling people in, and I turn around and be like, "Hello, boys," and just have a giant <laughs> elephant seal nose. You're like snot, like slops out. <laughs> yeah, and then go, and then eat them all. <laughs> And you, like, stab at them with your, like, several legs. Yeah. Sounds cool. <laughs> it sounds pretty rad. It's, like, the worst, like, random customization on a in a video game or something. <laughs> yeah. That sounds pretty rad. What would you I have? Think I, uh, I, th- I would think of that. I think uh, there was a thing in the ocean called a sea dragon where, like, it's kind of like a, like a seahorse, but, like, they look more like seaweed camouflage. Yeah. Leafy sea dragon? Yeah. Leafy sea dragon. So I think I'd have that kind of thing vibe going on. Where I'd just be more like ethereal ghost lower half kind of deal, but then I think I'd be covered in like uh, my upper body would have like those like lionfish spines all over, like that oh yeah, poisonous. That's cool. Yeah, so I think I'd come out of the water and I have like that big mohawk too, instead of just being bald of just like lionfish spines, and I'd be able to like shoot those out at people. <laughs> the porcupine. Or I just like sea. hug, or or I just like hug them, my spines and like shoot out and like stab into them, and I just like drag them to the bottom of the ocean. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty rad. I think we're two scary fishmen. Yeah, we could be <laughs> part of uh, Davy Jones's crew. Hell yeah, we'd be pretty versatile. We'd help that crew a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just change it up. Uh, I don't really have a game per se, but I just have a pitch for a pirates video game. Oh hell yeah! Where it's a it it's it is a ship battle game, mm-hmm. and you get to pick as like multiple captains. Yeah. So you could be, you know, Blackbeard with his flamethrower ship, <laughs> Queen like Intervent. we talked about. Yeah, the Flying Dutchman mm-hmm. with uh, with the uh, Davy Jones Davy as the Jones. captain. But mm-hmm. you can also unlock Will Turner if you like beat the campaign or something. Yeah, he's like a skin. <laughs> yeah, and he has. Like, but he a couple... still has all of Davy Jones dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> he has like one ability that's slightly different. Yeah, he's just reskinned, and it just doesn't work at all. Um, <laughs> And okay, so that you got Barbosa on the Black Pearl, um, and then you you is, have is uh, Jack on his like dinghy. Yeah, Jack can have the Black Pearl, I guess, too at points. I, I think uh, I think Jack's ability as a captain is that he can take over any other boat. Oh, that's fun! Like a Cause, mutiny. Yeah, because then you have like Norrington on the Endeavor. Mm, yes, or whatever the boat was in the first one. I think a. Beckett rides the Endeavor in the end of... Uh, yeah, right. Beckett and Norrington probably just definitely be alternate characters as well. Like, Norrington has the the British boat in the first movie, and then Beckett has, yeah, the... Uh, oh, I think you're right. Norrington has the Endeavor, and then uh, Beckett has the Dauntless. Right. Yeah. And so Beckett will have that giant boat, but mm-hmm. he's overconfident, so that's his weakness. I don't yeah, know. He, he has, like, 
high defense and attack, but his speed is like slow as shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then whatever Javier Javier Bardem's ship is, I don't even know what its ability is. Just that it has doesn't it eat other ships? Oh yeah, it does eat other ships. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he absorbs health through his ship. Yeah, that's pretty rad. That was like a finisher move that like. If you get a ship down a certain amount of health, it can, like, chomp them, and then you regain health points. Yeah, so Jack is actually the hardest character to, to learn to play because he just shows up on a dinghy on the map. <laughs> and you're just dinghy around trying to not get blown up by these massive ships. Mm-hmm. But that's also your bonus because you're so hard to hit because you're just on mm-hmm. a little dinghy. But then yeah. once he takes over another ship, he just, like, is able to do it better than everybody else or something i, I, I feel like like the, the jack character would almost be like a, like a free agent kind of deal where their whole point their whole goal is just like rack up points by like stealing kills from other players so like when jack takes away your ship you don't get to control it for like a certain amount of time and yeah. then like that person gets to rack up their score by like beating more ships but having control of your ship you have to and then like they can potentially him on your like, team yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And then uh, I guess you could throw in DLC, like Sal Fang. Yeah, Sal Fang. Um, what's her name? Elizabeth Turner. Yeah, Elizabeth is like, I guess she'd have her own abilities too, but yeah, she has Sal Fang's ship, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They could probably reskin it to like be another kind of like Elizabeth Turner kind of ship. Are those all the captains? Um, It'd be cool. We could have a Captain Hatter. Teague if we're doing DLC characters and like making up new boats. Like Captain Teague could be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, if Elizabeth's, like, DLC or something, like, just have her have her own completely new boat or something. Mm-hmm. It's, like, completely her own style. I think we can put her in the main game, though. Maybe, like, oh, a yeah, Tia definitely. Dalma could be, like, a, a DLC character having, like, a weird, like, aquatic creepy boat to match Davy Jones's. She just gets really... No, Tia Dalma's, like, another special character that just gets really big. It just <laughs> right, smash, yeah, smashes like a... other boats. Do you remember the game Evolve? No. Oh, you, you're like hunters and you're hunting down, like four people are hunters hunting down one player who's like a giant monster and their goal is to just get bigger and bigger until they're like scary enough to kill the other hunters. <laughs> That's cool. And so I think Tia Dalma takes on that role where like these ships are going down, but she's also in the water and she comes up and can like smash ships or just get stronger and stronger until finally she's like, oh no, Tia Dalma's ready. And then like she starts attacking ships. So they have to like team up to fight her. Elizabeth Swan's like has a special ability to summon uh, Jonathan Price and use diplomacy or something. But That'd be like... fun. Or, or like a ghost ghost lady on somebody's ship to like have a dress suspended in the air, like floating around, scaring them. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. But I, I don't know. We just got to get Jonathan Price back in there somehow. Oh, totally. I he, He's never on a ship. He isn't captain of a ship, which kind of sucks. Yeah, he just like, so he'd be on like Elizabeth's ship. Yeah, he's like an ability sh- kind of thing. Yeah. Part of me wants to have like a henchman ship, like but put like the wooden eye guy and the fat one, and but the two dopey British soldiers, like they're all co-captains on a ship. <laughs> yeah, that's that's DLC material. That's just totally four, DLC. four co-captains that are just bumbling, bump, bump, bumping each other's heads into each other. Exactly, it's just like a really stupid ship, and I feel like it just operates really, really weird. <laughs> well, I would definitely play this game. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Too. It's like Battlefront, that- but pirates. Yeah. That's, I feel like so many people have tried to do that for so long, and I think it really just needs to be a boil down to, like, Godzilla destroy all monsters-esque, but with pirate ships. Yeah, definitely. A Gibbs, I guess, would be with Jack. I don't mm-hmm. know. Gibbs is probably with Jack, and he probably has some bonuses. Like, he throws hogs in the water. Yeah, Gibbs is just, like, 
it's not even DLC. It's like you unlock him, but he just has a ship full of pigs, and it's not useful at all. You can prestige as Gibbs. <laughs> that's that's what we got for that. So I like it. I somebody, it. Somebody make that game. What's and the ESRB somebody... rating you're, you're, we're going to go for for this? Uh, what's Battlefront? Uh, Battlefront's rated teen. I would say teen, just to reach a wider audience. Like, yeah. you don't need to make it super bloody and edgy. Like, say, especially isn't... if it's just ships fighting each other, I think we'd be fine. Yeah, and then I guess you can invade each other's ships. Hmm. Uh, but like, but we can Black... keep the swashbuckling theme, so like nobody yeah. really gets cut. Yeah, Blackbeard has uh the strongest on ship defense because he can just <laughs> shoot ropes at what you. Yeah, <laughs> Blackbeard <laughs> shoots ropes <laughs> along with Willem Dafoe. And on that note, thanks for listening to the franchise. We understand if you don't want to be friends with us anymore. <laughs> we get it. Uh, we talk too much about mermaids and uh, Mom Defoe. Do you have anything to plug, Connery? Um, if you enjoyed the sound of my voice and you also enjoyed tabletop role-playing games, you check out Starship Impala. It's hosted by me and four other amazing friends, and we play Starfinder. And there's over 100 hours of content waiting for you to just sink your teeth into and devour we haven't had a new episode up in a while but i think that's just because quarantine blues but hey like i said 100 hours you can enjoy it uh hey one more dlc character oh vernon dursley as king george (laughs) of course we can have the king of england here just mad as hell and oh i guess so there's a spanish ship and he has to be like an inquisitor guy but uh king george has like an attack bonus against the Spanish because he hates that they're Catholic, which he brings up in this movie. Uh, I'll never understand the war between Christianity and Catholicism. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I've been raised under both. They're <laughs> the same thing. Follow us at Franchise Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and email us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com with any questions, uh, comments, concerns, I guess. And yep. sign us up for spam. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so we get more ratings and reviews so people are like, hey, this seems like a legitimate venture. I should listen to this every week. Yeah, you literally have nothing to lose and we you have got, everything to gain. You got nothing to lose by giving us five stars yeah. until we become horrible cretinous sea monsters. <laughs> we will find you. Tyler will stab you with his legs and I'll <laughs> poke you with my spines. I'll snot you with my elephant seal nose. That's right. I forgot about the elephant <laughs> seal nose. <laughs> Well, stay tuned for next week when we cover Dead Men Tell No Tales. Did you forget something? Oh my god. No, I didn't. (laughs) Let's end the podcast right now. Thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Paverka for our music. Ding ding. And in the meantime, stay tuned for Dead Men Tell No Tales. Dead Men Tell No Tales. And on that note, Here's Jack Blackbeard. Yo, I'm the big bad voodoo daddy. Wow. School of Rock. <laughs>